Hey guys, we're As Is Millennials. And our aim is to be as he is in this world. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Whitney. And we're back for another episode of As Is. So before we jump in, we typically just get right in and start talking about whatever we're going to be talking about. Um, But we can do a little bit of housekeeping first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Hello, guys. I know I just said hi, but um, hello again. And um, (laughs) um, and we just want to say thank you guys. So, you know, for all of your support so far this season. Um, It took us a little bit to get this season up and going. Uh, We had journeyed through much between season three and season four. So all of the support has really been uh, such a blessing. Uh, We know we have a lot of new listeners as well, and that has been super encouraging. So we just want to tell you guys, thank you. Um, We have seven episodes so far. Um, Did you guys hear the last episode? It's called Give Him Thanks. I don't know about you, but I definitely enjoyed that episode uh, talking about (laughs) Thanksgiving. Um, So we hope you enjoyed it as well. I mean, Whitney, I mean, I feel like we had a good time with that episode. We did. We did have a good time. It was really, it was definitely, you know, I feel like every time we're doing an episode where uh, if it's not, if it's not blessing anybody, it's definitely blessing us. That's for sure. I'll say that. So I'm like... I might not have been for y'all. It could have been me. I don't know if it was for y'all, but hopefully yeah. it was blessed to y'all, but it blessed me. Yeah. Um, and like Taylor said, thank you guys so much. It's so funny. You you mentioned us having such a journey between season three and season four. Mm-hmm. The journey was so long when we started recording for season four. I kept writing season five. That's how long it was. I said, surely we're on season five. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't. That sounds like <laughs> Yeah, I know a... you had to... Um, you're like, no, yeah, no. yeah, that wrote that sounds like uh, that first month of COVID. Uh, it was yeah, March exactly. and March was the longest month, and that's like, man, it's time for me to pay my bills again. And I had already paid all my bills, <laughs> bless the Lord, you know. Ooh, I don't, I, I thought it was March was so long, it was March it was 2020. This January 2024, okay. oh, well, but um, yeah, January, January was pretty, pretty long, but it was uh, long but quick. But yeah. yeah, March was really long. March yeah. was like driving through Missouri. Like if you ever had to drive diagonally through the state of Missouri. Wow. That March. was that What's was that? a quite the example. Clearly, you're speaking from experience. Yes, and anybody listening who has driven from one corner of Missouri to the other, they know exactly what I'm talking about. As soon as I said it, they were like, "Ah, yeah, you're right. It was that long." They know. Okay, well, I'm glad they know. I'm glad somebody knows because I'm like, where did Missouri come from? Like, it's a really long drive for some reason. It's a long drive, you know, and maybe oftentimes I've driven from one like diagonally across. Mm-hmm. It's probably about as long as it takes to get from one the top of Texas to the bottom, or from left from east That's to west or yeah. west east. Yeah, this is probably why we don't need to do this in the beginning because we just need to get right to our topic because we start yeah, talking about Missouri. We get to it. They be like, man, they just get right to it. This this is why. Yeah. <laughs> this is us yeah because we started talking about missouri and march 2020 and me thinking i had to pay my bills again and it wasn't time um yeah bless the lord though i know right i mean god nobody going nowhere our money was crushing it sure was i mean great wrapped around and gave me a hug i'm like how did you i didn't even know (laughs) i didn't even know I didn't even know you could stretch like the girl. Listen, listen. <laughs> Lord was like, this happened when you stay behind an apple. <laughs> Facts. 
Um, so all of that to say, let me bring it, let's bring it back on home. All of that. Wrap it back around. <laughs> yeah. All of that to say, yes. Um, our journey from season three to season four, you thinking that we were already on season five. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a long one. Uh, but we are glad to be doing uh this this show still and definitely glad to be doing this season. This season has been really good. Um and yeah. really, like you said, like even if it's not for anybody else, it'd be for us. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, uh, we don't have this all figured out. Like we are learning um as we go the things that God is relaying to us, even as we have these conversations, like, no, we don't have it all figured out. Uh, some things that the things that be coming out of our out of these conversations, they be they be blessing me. So, um, like I said, I enjoyed our last conversation uh, on Thanksgiving, talking about Thanksgiving unto the Lord. I'm yeah. excited about this conversation. Um, and, um, you know, look, we can we can get into it now. Yeah. Since we had we had us a nice little introduction. Exactly. <laughs> we can get into it now. Okay, y'all ready? Y'all ready? And maybe mm-hmm. now on the next one we'll just get right to the topic because y'all y'all get yeah, this one. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. We don't need to mm, okay. Okay. Well I tried I was trying something new for twenty twenty four, but uh mm. <laughs> I just thought I'd try a little something new to say thank you. It was beautiful. I appreciate thank, it. Thank you. That's Thanks good. Thanks for going along with us. The, yeah. Sticking with us and yeah. loving on us. They yeah. love y'all. We really do. And re- I will say this too for, uh, before uh, we jump in. Um, you guys just always know that you can reach out to us on social media, on the Instagram, uh, as is millennials, as well as um, if you're not on social media, it's totally fine. We get it. We definitely understand that. We have an email that you can reach out to us on. Um, as is millennials at gmail.com. So feel free just to share your thoughts, you know, um, ask any questions you want to ask. Um, we're here. So we love hearing from you guys. So I uh, just definitely keep that in mind as well. And just let us know, what are you thinking of the show? What episodes have you uh, enjoyed so far from this season? Um, yeah. And definitely let us know what you would like to hear us talk about as well. So yeah, yeah. just wanted to throw that out there as well. Okay. All right, here we go. But today we're going to be talking about offenses. This is something, a conversation that has come up a lot in the last few months, Mm -hmm. um, a whole lot. And most recently, the ministry that we are a part of, um, we had a discussion um, during our Bible study about offenses. And we read this incredible article that we are definitely going to link in the description. Oh my gosh. It's y'all, it's so good. It's called Blessed Are the Unoffendable. And wow. Okay. Wow. But this uh, article was a jumping off point for even our discussion within the Bible study and um, or during the Bible study. And that Bible study, that discussion was so incredible. And so we just said, we just want to just continue talking about offenses. Um, and it just seems like it's been an ongoing conversation. I don't think it's an accident that it's been an ongoing conversation. Um, offenses and like f- the importance of forgiveness, I know is something that I've been looking at. We've talked about um, since last this past summer. Yeah. So it's been going on for quite some time. So yeah, it was um, months. I was like, I think it was six months. We date back to August, and I'm sure we've had a conversation about it before. But yeah. August was one of the ones. 
Yeah. We had talked about before we started, before we got on. And that was six months ago. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's definitely been an ongoing conversa conversation. So uh, because it's been going on for, like you said, six months, uh, go ahead, jump in. What's something you want to pull out, point out about offense? We got six months worth of material. <laughs> That's so funny. You're hilarious. Um, no, I thought it was a really good... I think we we decided we were going to have this conversation because of how applicable it was. Um, there's so many things that God has been having us look at, even in regards to relationship with him, intimacy with him, all of the above. And yet this conversation of offense keeps come, like has come up multiple times. Mm -hmm. And even as this this uh, article that we're going to link for you guys, the blessed are the unoffendable. It's an article from Desiring God. It's really good. The author who wrote the article, it, it's really well written, um, but it points out a lot of, you know, a lot of different, um, you know, things about offense where how it can really make relationship difficult relationship with those of us those around us and prime and ultimately relationship with the lord and that's first and foremost relationship with the lord and so mm -hmm. i think that's part of the reason why it has come up so many times um because even as we are looking at the growth and in intimacy in being in uh in our relationship with him we recognize the things that keep us from him are things like offense you know keep yeah. us from those places because offense builds up a hardness of heart and that's one of the things we uh had looked at as well and i'm like gosh if i don't forgive if i don't walk in forgiveness if i remain offended or am easily offended or take or walk through life from a point of view a vantage point of offense I have a really difficult time allowing the Lord to every to every corner or allowing him in every corner and every cavern of my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, major. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you pointed out, like, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about in general, but especially coming into this year, we've been talking about intimacy with the Lord, right? What's, when you were talking, I was thinking about the fact, you know, we normally come... And I think we talked about this a while ago, but we normally come into a new year or right before we're coming into a new year time by everybody, we finna cut off. I'm cutting off all these people, you know, yada, 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 right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about that, like while you were talking, I'm like, man, one of our resolutions um, needs to be um, uh, forgiving people for offenses and letting go of offenses yeah. instead of cutting yeah. people, you know? Um, yeah. And I and I will say, I'll speak for myself, of course, that whole mindset, like, um, you know, I'm cutting people off, whoever, and them, all of that, I have definitely, uh, you know, done uh, all of those things before and have been of that mindset as well. Um, but just like you mentioned, if we're talking about intimacy with the Lord, we have to deal with the things that will keep us from that intimacy because we can't in one breath, even especially as people of the Lord, can't be like, OK, I want to, you know, I just want to get closer to Jesus. But then I don't want to let go of the charges that I'm holding against people, the yeah. offenses I'm holding against people. Um And so, yeah, that's what I was, man, that's funny. That's what I was just thinking about. And so like. I know we kicked off, um, you know, talking about 2024, talking about the things that we want to experience in this year, the joy of the Lord, you know, uh, we want to be intentional. We want to grow in our intimacy with him. So yeah, you're, you're right. Offense builds up a hardness of heart. It builds up, you know, a callousness against people and 
towards the Lord. And I think sometimes we miss the fact that while I'm holding this charge against this person, I'm also at the same time telling the Lord, no, you know, I'm good on you too, as it relates to this. Like we compartmentalize. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good because we build up a fortress that he can't get to around that situation, around that. And I think what's so interesting is sometimes we forget this article is so good because one of the things that she states in this article is that um, we believe ourselves to be to have more a moral high ground when we are offended, like we feel like we're better than we are. And saying that to say sometimes we don't even recognize how connected the fortress that we have in one corner of our heart is to the other things we have on the altar before the Lord. Right. And so because of that, in that same mindset that causes me to think I have a higher, I'm, I'm better than I am, is the same mindset that causes me to think that I'm not going to allow God to touch this, but this has nothing to do with every other aspect of my life. This has nothing to do with how I relate to people. This has nothing to do with, this has nothing to do with how I relate to my children, how I relate to my spouse, how I relate to my family, my other family members, immediate or extended, how I relate to my friends, how I relate to my coworkers, how I relate to God, right? Um, If I am easily offended or I don't like to be, and however um, I can be offended because sometimes it's easy to assume that I, a person that's easily offended just doesn't like to be told anything or doesn't like correction. Yes, absolutely. Sure. But there are so many different ways to be offended. Right. Mm-hmm. But in one vantage point, I could say, I don't like someone easy. I can be easily offended by correction or feeling like I'm wrong or whatever. So in the spaces where I have to repent, it can take me longer to come to the Lord because I'm offended by the fact that I, that I have been wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And see, I see that as an offense. Sometimes if I'm easily offended, I have a difficult time with the totality Mm -hmm. of his person. If I live a life compartmentalized with him, then I don't allow myself to see all parts of it. Um, Sometimes when I am very easily offended, I can also be really critical. And so therefore I have a difficult time resting in the peace of God, resting in the love of God. Just, Just as well as I am quick to criticize others, I also take on that same hardness with myself and so therefore I have a difficult time receiving those things from the Lord yeah uh you covered a lot of ground um I like the fact that you spent time giving some different examples of offense because it's Mm -hmm. not like you said it's not just somebody can't tell me what to do you know or Mm -hmm. it's not just the I'm offended by this correction you know Mm -hmm. um I like that you that you broke those things down because the what you said about not seeing or knowing the totality of God's person Mm -hmm. and his standards then not lining up with, uh, I would say, our ideas about particular things. It could be, yeah, 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 that, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you get offended by that, um, which then still um, reflects how much you Mm -hmm. have how much you have yet to agree with God on his standards. And like you said, that particular level of offense, that definitely will prevent you from going, uh, being able to move closer to the Lord. Um, Because you got you in order, like in order for us to move closer to him and have greater intimacy and a, a deeper relationship with him, we have to agree with him. You know, Mm -hmm. and we have Mm -hmm. to agree with his standards walking with him. You don't walk with somebody you don't agree with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you don't. So, yeah, that was really good. Uh, The different examples you gave of offense, like 
Yeah. Um, and the fact, like you said, you can't bring all of these things. You can't bring those offenses with you. And yeah. we'll, we'll, again, we'll compartmentalize and think, oh, this isn't affecting you know, all this over here, but it is. That's why the Bible talks about the root of bitterness. Like it's, if it's a root, it's affecting everything. It's touching everything. So everything you produce will come from that. So it literally sullies the fruit. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a root issue. Yes. It's a root issue. And the thing about like relinquishing offense is that it requires so much humility, like you pointed out um, from the article, uh, the author, she did talk about, yes, you definitely, you said it, you feel like you have the moral high ground because you're the one that has been offended, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And letting go of an offense and mm-hmm. forgiving somebody or even forgiving the Lord for what you hadn't understood and you not agreeing yeah. with his standard, like, yeah. Like you relinquishing that, letting go of what you think is the way your political idea, your whatever your ideas may be, you know, um, it requires humility and humility is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, That humbling of yourself. I was looking at uh, um, definitions of humility earlier or humble. Um. And it was just interesting to see that one of the definitions was to mortify. And it made me think of the scripture in Colossians 3. Um, it's 3 and 5. Um, I should have pulled it up in uh, King James. But Colossians 3 and 5. Um, let me pull it up in the King James really quick. Um, because it uses, I know the King James <laughs> uses the word mortify. Colossians 3 and 5, mortified, therefore, your members, which are upon the earth. And I get to stop right there. Uh, That says a lot. Uh, (laughs) But when I saw that definition, that was one of the definitions that I saw for the word humble. I thought that that was so, so interesting. Um, And just humility just being something that the Lord, it's just humility is the way of his kingdom, you know, just period. It is the way of his kingdom. And so when it comes to letting go of offenses, we have to humble ourselves. And like the Bible yep. tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was really good. I I love that you brought up the definition of humility. Um, because oftentimes when we hear like offense and stuff like that, we we also are like we got to be we have to be able to bring these things to our brother, right? You offended me. I got to be able to say that you offended me and deal with it in the center third and not mm-hmm. to say that there's anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Be okay with having those conversations. But humility says, before I do that, let me look at myself. Let me lay myself down. And then if, according to the Lord, this is something that we need to discuss, then we discuss that oftentimes we will first go to the other person. I am offended because you did this, that, and the third. But the reality is if I recognize, if I'm living my life through the space of humility, then I will find myself less offended Mm -hmm. and I'll have less things to discuss with another person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are things that are just egregious and they are wrong, right? Um, But oftentimes when we come from a space of humility, we can go to the Lord and he can show us even how and why those things took place. 
That doesn't necessarily mean that it assuages the feeling that you have about it, but the level of offense that we have and take on. Because offense says, I have the right to then behave this way. I have the right to feel the way that I do and I have the right to hold on to it. You can still have been offended by something someone does and walk out for, in forgiveness with them. But that's mm-hmm. the beauty of walking with the Lord because yeah. he can say, don't worry, I was there. And humility will cause you to, to ask the Lord to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Much mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. It causes humility, causes us to lay our lives down first not look at ourselves first, not look at, oh, God, look at me. Look at what this person did to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes offense, again, we're dealing with individual, like how we're feel, how we look at the world, mm-hmm. how we see the world. So if mm-hmm. I look at the world through offense, also how we are dealing, how we relate to one another. This person offended me. I feel this way when these things happen to me. Um, but humility says I look at the world from that vantage point of laying myself down, mm-hmm. mortifying that flesh, putting down the desires and the feelings and the mindset. Because sometimes, too, when we're looking at flesh, we're thinking about fleshly desires. That fleshly desire is to self-preserve. So it's even an emotional mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. What is my how do I look, live my life? What kind of mindset does my life have? Does my life have a prideful mindset? which will be rooted in that level of offense if things don't go my way or things feel uncomfortable to me? Mm-hmm. Or is my mindset rooted in humility? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I thought that was, that, uh, was uh, really good. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up. How it's important for us to look at why we got offended in the first place. Because how much of our of our offense, like we, like you said earlier, yes, there are things that universally are going to offend people. It's just mm-hmm. you know that yeah. that will universally universally take issue with. Okay, mm-hmm. but when we're dealing with just you having an ought with a brother or a sister, a lot of times our personal offenses and you know mm-hmm. our oughts with mm-hmm. our brother and sister, mm-hmm. and sometimes a lot of times it's connected to our unhealed places or places we're still getting uh-huh. you know that we're working yep. through. You know, yeah. we're looking at things through rejection and like whatever it could be. Um, it could be, I know trigger is a popular term that, you know, or it's a word that we've been using, but certain things will trigger, you know, um, a, a particular yeah. response. An old response at that. Yes. And that's something I've been thinking about recently. When I have a certain response, why is this a response that is still enacted in my in my life? When yeah. did it when yeah. did it become enacted? Why okay. did it become enacted? And okay. at this point in my life, why am I still using it or why do I feel like this particular response is still necessary? So again, looking at or again uh, realizing the importance of humility and being willing to willing to self-examine and lay these things down, you know, um, especially before I go to uh, a brother or sister and, and talk about whatever the issue is. And like you said, you may find that after, you know, you've realized where things have stemmed from, you'll be less offended. You may not even need to go have a conversation, you know? And I love yeah. what you said about how doing that will also can also that humility can also take you to a place where you're like, Lord, Forgive them for they know not what they do. Because sometimes you just have to realize people are where they are and they don't even, and especially depending on just if they themselves are bound, 
they really don't know what it is that they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, that was really that was really good. I'm just glad you brought up uh, brought up that point. Yeah, one of the verses that came to mind when you're talking about the more like mortifying was actually Romans eight and. 13, I think it was. And that was the verse that kind of came to mind. So I love what you were talking about, like the response, me not needing that response anymore. And Romans 8, 13 in the King James Version says, if we lived after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live, if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, mm-hmm. ye shall live. So literally, I love that if, if these old responses are still active and active and they are a flesh response, right? Mm -hmm. That word trigger, if this thing that's happening here then triggers an old response, an old fleshly response, right? That is still literally living in my members because even we're thinking about like the way that some, when something happened to you that enacted that feeling originally Mm -hmm. when the original offense happened, whether it was an emotional offense or literally something, you know, physical, whatever the case may be. When that happened, your body responded a particular way. As we live through Christ Jesus, we no longer have to respond that way. So if we allow the Lord to heal and deliver us from those places, so going back to the healing and deliverance from those originals, that that original offense, the original thing that happened where we were wronged or felt wronged or whatever, if we allow him to go and heal, if we allow him to take us back to those places, heal and deliver us, then that old response that's in my literal members right in the spirit and in the natural because there are there are particular places where we house trauma inside of our physical body and therefore when we feel the same way we will respond the same way our physical body and our emotional body our emotional cells will respond the same way but if we truly allow the blood of jesus to heal those places then i don't have to respond that way now We all know this flesh is what it is, right? So in that moment, my flesh can feel a particular way, but that spirit man, I should have, if I'm living after the spirit, it says, um, but if you through the spirit, not that you have, you do it yourself, Mm. but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So which means my dead flesh does not drive this car. My living spirit drives the car, right? So therefore, if through the spirit, I mortify the deeds of the flesh, even the responses, like we understand deeds being the works of the flesh. We think about those as outward, but even my fleshly responses, if through the spirit, I kill off that same old response, then when something that happens that seems, sounds like, may even feel like that same original trauma, I am not so triggered in my natural, I'm not so led by my flesh that that natural trigger then causes me to respond out of that. Mm -hmm. No, the spirit man is driving this vehicle. Mm -hmm. And if I have myself rooted and grounded in the love of Christ Jesus, then that's the thing that gets to stand up. That doesn't mean I won't feel a particular way, but it does cause me to think, wait a minute, let me slow down. Stop. Now, what is this going, what's going on here? And why am I feeling this way? Lord, help me deal with this, this issue here that's, that's happening because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not where I was. I'm not in the same place that I was. This is not that same person. This is not that same situation. Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. What did this situation cause me to, what did the situation then excite or remind me of that caused me to respond, this, to feel this response internally before I even before I even choose to react externally. But it takes a moment to slow down and humble ourselves before the Lord. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to the Lord with the feeling that I have versus let me just react out of it. Or let me just, you know, uh, crawl, crawl away and isolate and nurse that feeling. 
Because that's not what he calls us to do. No. Yikes. He does not call us to isolate, uh, like you said, to isolate and nurse that feeling. He doesn't call us to just go off and respond out of the emotion. Um, Yo, like when you pointed that out, uh, Romans 8.13, the fact that it says through the spirit and spirit is capitalized. um, So talking about his spirit, again, that just reminded me, one the agreement with him, right? Yep. And uh, like agreeing with the Lord. Um, that's what I thought about when you were talking about that. And then when I saw it, that is that is powerful. We're not doing it of our own accord. Um, we're doing it, we're agreeing, we're yielding to. Mm-hmm. And um, that was powerful. Yikes, that was really good. Everything you said and the fact that that you pointed out about trauma being held in our physical body. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you may feel something or something may take you back Mm -hmm. to a certain place in time. But like you said, the importance of stepping back and saying, "Okay, Lord, like you said, going to God, why am I feeling this way? What is this about? You know, Mm -hmm. that was really good. All of that Mm -hmm. was so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Because I think, too, especially where we are in a society, which I'm grateful for the things that we have learned medically, right, giving more greater levels of attention to, you know, someone's mental health and things like that. That's important. But as believers, we can't negate the blood of Jesus. Right. And so that it's not that somebody's saying, OK, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling this trauma in my body. I'm feeling triggered by this. And you just go tell them to go pray. Not that prayer will not work. Absolutely. That definitely works. Um, and it's important. And it's not even a just pray. It's believing that the blood of that the blood of Jesus is enough to assuage this situation. Mm-hmm. But it's also understanding the body that God has created, the body that he has given us. His blood works there as well Mm -hmm. in the physical as well as the spirit. So -hmm. I think that's really important. And I appreciated even reading, like going through this article and look and understanding how we respond in our natural and how even just humbling myself before the Lord, how he will then begin to rewire my physical responses, causing them to be different than what they were before. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Having it take, allowing myself to take a moment and going to God, okay, God, I'm feeling this way. And he begins to rewire my thoughts about this feeling, my thoughts about this situation. And therefore the next time it happens, my physical body doesn't go in the same haywire. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so not being so quick to separate one versus the other, right. Because he made all, all parts our mind, our spirit, our soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, just a side note, this is some of the things that I have just been learning with the Lord, allowing him to, and it's just, you know, my personal testimony, allowing him to, um, change my physical response as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause the physical response will send you into a frenzy. Uh, exactly. Ears getting hot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Heart, Neck hot. yes. Heart, you can hear your Panic. heart beat yeah beating yep. like all of that and yeah and it definitely takes the lord to calm all mm-hmm. of that down mm-hmm. and like you said and then when when we uh go to him and allow him to even to 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 deal with that and to help us through that the next time that we come across or this or same situation happens, we have the opportunity to respond differently, both physically, uh, emotionally, 
And then just how we, you know, our response, our actual response being much different, how we think about exactly. it, how we speak about it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because then using the tools that God gives us, you know, speaking the word to that thing. If I start feeling myself panic, I'm like, okay, God, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then recognizing, first of all, you're not giving me a spirit of fear. Yeah. You're giving me a, a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Yeah. Okay, God, why am I feeling this way? And then going from there. So it's a side note on offense. I know that kind of takes us to a few other topics, but recognizing even in moments where I may feel offended or whatever in a situation, that level of that level of offense, then triggering a response from something old, having me to slow down because that old thing, then I begin to respond, you know, in the natural Um, My natural self then begins to respond. And I think that that has been very helpful um, to me in allowing. And I've just been I bless the Lord for how he is showing me how he. Because I because of the gift that we have in him, because of what I have in him, he can rewire that he's doing rewiring. Mm -hmm. So that after a while, months and even years can go by. You're like, wait a minute. You don't even realize you don't respond the same way anymore. Exactly. It's not even just the out of my mouth I don't respond, but my physical body doesn't respond the same way anymore. Yeah. My emotions don't respond the same way anymore. Yeah. And that's real. And I and I, I can say for myself, there are a lot of things I do not respond the same way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that don't, that did move me at a certain point in time when I was younger for whatever reason. Again, how many of these old responses were out of a self-preservation And like you said, in submitting these things to the Lord, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, And I can literally come and bring these offenses to him and humble Mm -hmm. myself and bring these different things to him. Um, Because even if it is an old response or it's a response that I maybe haven't used in a long time, if it's still inactive, if it's still Mm -hmm. active, it can be real familiar and it can be a warm fuzzy. You know, it can be it. it can be a place that is are very comfortable and so you know there are times where yeah like literally bringing these things to God humbling yourself you have to even pull yourself out of that warm fuzzy warped place and say okay God I give this to you um help me you know help me through this I don't want you know I don't want this but but to your point yeah there's a lot of things I do not respond the same way Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like wow. Or you just or I'd be happy. I'm like oh, normally I would have <laughs> said or did or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, went and hid in a corner for about three weeks, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. huh. I didn't. I didn't let that move me. I kept going. You know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, to the article, one of the verses that she brought up in that is, um. Proverbs 18 and 19, it says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Mm -hmm. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. My ability to be offended, my desire to hold on to offense causes me to be immovable and impenetrable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really dangerous. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm inflexible. I'm not able to be. Um, I, I don't allow the Lord to get after 
other areas of my heart. Mm-hmm. I won't submit. I won't give him my whole self. No. How can I dwell in him and him and me if I don't give him my full self, mm-hmm. right? You can't. It's not yeah. possible. No. One, to live, to tabernacle, to dwell with him um, is to tabernacle with him, right? So to rest in him, to find my, to find my, um, your, my dwelling place, right? To dwell with him, the place that I live, my abiding place with him. One, that's literally settling in that. And then him in me. If the Lord dwells in me, he should be able to have access to every corner. Hmm. In the house that I live in, I can go in every room in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we, I live in my whole house, I happen to I happen to choose to live in my whole house. Yeah. And when we don't let go of these offenses, we're telling him he can't travel into all the rooms. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. Which then begins idolatry because then I'm the one driving the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the deception about offense. And I love what she said in the article about offense being a counterfeit power. And yes, you, uh, that's good. one of the things you had mentioned earlier is when you said, you know, offense will have you. Well, you know, you think that you have the right to act a, act a particular way because of the offense. And I had written down counterfeit power. That's the deception of offense. You know, it is a counterfeit power. Because you feel so justified and in whatever it may be. Again, it could yeah. be your stance on um, political and moral issues. You feel yeah. so, yeah. And I know God says that, but, you know, whatever, whatever. These are my ideas. These are my views, blah, 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 blah. It could be with something, a trespass or what you have perceived to be a trespass or a violation against you. Whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Offense is a counterfeit power. Mm. So um, that is the deception of it all. And while we want to be so high and mighty in this counterfeit power, we don't recognize the detriment that it's doing to our spiritual life with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or what it's just doing to our life with the Lord. Because, yeah, yeah. we are telling him, like, no, no, mm I'm justified in this. Yeah. I bless the Lord for the Holy Spirit because him being the guard then saves us from our own destruction, trying to come to the Lord any old kind of way. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like the Bible says, the, does the, what is it? Does the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Right. Is that, is that the right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, which would be crazy. Yeah. But, but this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You're a holy God, but I'm offended by your holiness. So therefore, I'm going to in turn offend you. Like what? Yep. We be tripping. Like it's pretty tripping. Ah, uh, offended by His holiness. Yikes. So, I mean, that's what it, that's what it is when we're offended by His standards. Mm-hmm. His standards are His holiness. Like, and by mm-hmm. that offense, then we offend Him. Yeah. I'm not trying to be on the other side of that. No, I'm I'm not either. And I mean, we have seen that a lot in our, uh, a lot in our culture. um, Yeah. And a lot of that coming from 
his own body, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just leave that there. But Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Uh-huh. And like you said, and thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who keeps mm-hmm. us. Um, thank God for yep. his mercy. Yep. Well, we're getting it together. Yeah. Because we can and we will. Uh, because, and then we have that. We have that uh, through the Lord. The opportunity. The opportunity to come close. The opportunity to allow him to heal and deliver us. The opportunity to repent. The opportunity to turn our faces away from the offense mm-hmm. and look to him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say? It's a uh, counterfeit power. Wow. You mentioned it being a counterfeit power, mm-hmm. um, but the beauty is it is so empty. No matter how powerful we feel in that moment, it's very empty, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to cling to that power in order for us to feel anything. And at some point in time, like in order for us to feel that veneration, and at some point in time, we the prayer is that we decide to give it up because it can be lonely. Um, it can be, it's hard to stay angry and to harden yourself, right? It's cold. Um, it is lonely. We create a space of separation where we are always offended. We don't allow people near us. We don't get, we don't, uh, we don't allow the Lord to those places. Um, but because we belong to him, that void will need to be filled by him. And the enemy will continue to cause you to think that you're preserving yourself. Um, but the really reality is that you're killing yourself. That separation from him is death. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But God is merciful. And so if we make the choice to allow him into those secret places, if we make the choice to give up that, the hardness, if we make the choice to let go and forgive and lay and humble ourselves, the very things that we think we're offended by will seem so small. Exactly. Exactly. But if we submit to the voice of the enemy, we become his, right? Mm-hmm. We submit to him. He becomes the lead, the leading voice versus the Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord's. Mm-hmm. And his desire is our destruction. So while we think we're self-preserving, we're actually self-destructing. But that's not God's heart no. for us, which is why he's so merciful, which is why he is so gracious. Um so while we don't have all day, we don't have forever to just, you know, let it happen the way that it happens. He is merciful um, and gives us the opportunity to make ourselves vulnerable before him, to humble ourselves through the spirit of God, because we can't do it on our own. Uh, we just have to say, is God help me with this? I don't want this anymore. I don't want to hold this anymore. I don't have the right to hold this anymore. And I don't want this to continue to separate me from you. Mm-hmm. That's what offense does. It causes us to be separated from him. It causes us to take counsel with the offense. And we literally have a song and dance with the offense. We literally um, reproduce out of that offense. We we have relationship with it. And it literally becomes our own little pet that we hold on to. But we can't come near God with that. It can only come so close. Like, it's only as close as we allow him to. But that thing becomes our God. But if we can look away from it just long and just look away from it and behold the Lord, that thing will become so small. Mm-hmm. And he will graciously 
remove it from us. He'll graciously help us to heal, help us to be delivered, help us to forgive, help us to forgive ourselves, help us to forgive um, people, help us to not see the world from an offense, right? Because again, like you said, oftentimes that offense comes from something unhealed in the past. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can feel so justified in our brokenness. Yeah, exactly. Why do we want to feel so justified in our brokenness versus feeling justified in our wholeness? And I can only be made whole by the one who made me. That's a good point. Why do we want to feel so? Because we, we look for places and things that we can control, right? Yeah. So if things happen in your past that were especially out of your control, if something happens again later, whatever, or that triggers that is reminiscent to what, you know, happened before, you try to grab hold of what you can control. I mean, this has been the age old battle, right? Um, (laughs) Between God and man. Mm -hmm. Um, Who, who is going, who is your Lord? Are you your Lord is, you know, you know, um, who do you serve? Like mm-hmm. in any way that we can try to grasp at some level of control, that's what we'll, you know, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And that's why this thing like offense, like I said, it's a, it's a counterfeit. It puts you in a, a seemingly it puts you in a place of control. So quote unquote, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, this this becomes an idol. It becomes what you engage with, what you talk with, what you commune with. This becomes yeah. your God. This is what you're worshiping. This is also mm-hmm. why it's empty. Um, yep. Because I, there's different scriptures that talk about those, um, the people that make the idols. They are like they what they've made. Mm-hmm. You know, they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, mm-hmm. but they don't hear. And the people mm-hmm. that make them are like them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so if you have taken this offense or a, a slew of offenses and this is what you commune with all the time, this is why you can't abide in the Lord and he mm-hmm. and you because you're abiding mm-hmm. in this and that in you, you know. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you were talking about that, I was like in the picture, I was like, oh, wow, this is what you're communing with. Like you say, you're yep. engaging it. You're having conversation with it, you're in a relationship with it. You're mm-hmm. reproducing from it. And I thought yep. about, again, the root of bitterness. Yep. Because that root continues to, you know, yeah. um, to produce and continues to bring forth. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this, 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 this blows my mind. This, this, uh, this conversation about offense, because yeah, it is a, it is a trick of the enemy uh, to yeah. have us be bound in offense and to offense. Um yeah. And I was thinking about it also being, you know, it's like smoke and mirrors because yep. again, it will have you believing all this and that. And you just, yep. yes. oh, I'm so justified, but you don't recognize yeah. what is coming out of it, what you are separating yourself from, who mm-hmm. you're separating yourself from. You're, you're jeopardizing your relationships, the people that God is giving you. Uh, your those relationships are in jeopardy. Your relationship with him is in jeopardy. Um, yeah, all for you to feel for a moment, a little bit yep. of control. All for you to feel in the moment, a little bit of justification. 
I couldn't do nothing about this when I was a kid, but I can do, I'm going to show them, I can do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. And think about the amount of fear that it comes out of, right? Because me living my life, let's just think about those, like the, the vantage point of your seeing through the, the viewpoint, through the goggles of offense. The fear that we have for removing those goggles, what would be, what would happen if you decided to lean into this space that you feel like feels like something that was from before, but I don't deal with people. I don't go these places. I don't do this out there because every time I blah, 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 or, you know, people, people just really don't get me. People just don't understand me. People just said it about all of these things, but we put that over everyone in every space. We all know that's not realistic. That's not real. It's not true. And it's the, oh, and the enemy would love to create that space of isolation because, right, check it. You go, you view that, you are that way. That's your mindset. So you go in a space with a certain level of hardness, making it difficult for people who want to and treat you and treat you. So then you leave feeling justified in your level of sense because you like, see, you see what I'm saying? This is how, but the enemy is having a field day. Of course he is. Because he's the one who's whispering to you. You sure right. You know, ain't going so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know you a misfit. Um, you know I ain't nobody like so on and so forth. You know I ain't no yada. You know there's nobody like you. Ain't nobody gonna be able to understand. So then you begin taking counsel yes. with that offense. Yeah. Taking counsel with yourself and ultimately taking counsel with the enemy. Absolutely. And you don't even realize it. And you call yourself a disciple of Christ Jesus, but you're taking counsel with one who is in enmity with him. So therefore you are in in enmity with him. Mm -hmm. Because what happens if the Lord tells you, hey, I need you to go here and do this. But based on the the level of offense you live your life out of, those are places you just don't go. And those are things you just don't do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been a really powerful conversation the few times that we've talked about it, just causing me to look at so many different things in my life and our lives as believers, just as people how I relate to other people um, and how much, how many like personality things or life things we, we feel justified in keeping our, we allow to keep us, we uh, feel justified in allowing to keep us separate from, mm-hmm. from God and those that he puts around us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really good though. What you said, don't nobody understand me, girl. I have been there. Yeah. Yeah, the, num- the number of relationships and then I'll say the number of people I didn't give a chance to be there for me because I assumed, mm-hmm. oh, they, they're not going to understand me. You know, I'm so yeah. different. I'm so, oh, boy, a lot of I, a lot of self-preoccupation, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of justifying, um, maintaining a separation and an isolation. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yikes. Um yeah. Yep. And uh that is rough. Okay. Yep. Oh, <clears throat> calling me out. Um <laughs> no no. Mm-mm. I'm just out this is my, uh, speaking from my experience. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, that's oh, okay. This is how the Lord talks to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. That's how the Lord talks to me. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well <clears throat> seems like we had some a similar experience. Um but man, that is really <laughs> That's really powerful um, because, yeah, living your life out of that offense, out of those offenses, wherever they came from. Yeah, you will use that to justify remaining separate and not separate because God has separated you. 
because there is a difference. Um, Remaining in a place of isolation, not allowing God to touch certain things, and it just reinforces his pride in you as well. Um, hardness of heart, you know, again, not getting, not letting people get close. Like it's so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just love what you said too. taking counsel with the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Going into a place, then people treating you accordingly to pretty much the atmosphere you have decided to dwell in. And then you leaving from that place and like, see, this is what this always happened. This is why I don't let people get close to me. Well, no, you came in with that. And then you treated people out of that, like out of that offense. You treated people according to that offense, to that atmosphere. So then when they respond correctly to, you know, that that atmosphere, it just reinforces Mm -hmm. the bars that you were imprisoned behind. You know, it just makes it stronger. Um, Because again, and what makes it stronger is the fact that you continue to agree with the lie and and continue to say stuff like, well, see, this is why I don't get close to people. This is why I don't, this is why I don't like going to new places. This is why I don't even try to fool people because they always, we got to be careful when we say things like it's always this. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always this. It's yada yada yada. We have to be careful about that because like I learned in school, mm-hmm. words like always and never is a qualification for an opinion, not necessarily the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And the only person enjoying this and getting the glory is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Out of your need to feel offended. Um, our lack of trust of people. Mm-hmm. What's the reality is at the end of the day, we trust God. Right? Mm-hmm. We trust Him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if we trust Him, and He leads me to a place, and I feel offended by something that took, took place there, I can also trust Him and how He deals with that, what yes. He uses to work out of my soul what he uses to work out of my life Mm -hmm. what he uses what he shows me what he reveals to me but if i'm so bent on having to keep my having to protect and and uh, protect myself Mm -hmm. again that's pride Mm -hmm. again that's idolatry Mm -hmm. i'm the one sitting on the throne so going back to my level of intimacy with the lord being affected by mind how offended I am yeah it keeps me in a space separate from him I won't trust him right because yeah. I mean we dealing with all this we're, we're we often again relate offense to how we deal with those just around us but ultimately all those feelings go back to the Lord mm. if I trust him he can order my steps if I trust him I trust him with the spaces that I'm in it may not always be comfortable. Yeah. I may not always walk through something that was right or great or whatever, but I trust him nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So I can therefore put one foot in front of the other and still respond, not out of my flesh, but out of the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I sit around and eat everything all the time. No, but it'll help me learn how to walk this out in my emotion because mm-hmm. he will never leave me. And he will never forsake me. But if I'm still not sure about that, I will definitely 
come to the Lord with a level of offense. I'm coming, but I've got my eye on you because I know at some point you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. I know at some point you ain't going to keep me. Mm-hmm. I know at some point I'm going to have to be the one to protect myself. Mm-hmm. All these feelings we feel about people, we ultimately feel that way about the Lord oftentimes. Yeah. When we live out of offense. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and that's good what you said about we trust God. Mm-hmm. And we have to. And we, even the things, even if things get uncomfortable, we trust him and we trust his making. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the things that he will use to work certain things out of your soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We trust his making. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, when we have, he does allow us to have conversations about things that offended us or, or to have a conversation about forgiveness. Hey, I forgive you for so on and so forth. Hey, I'm sorry for this. Please forgive me for this. He can order those conversations mm-hmm. and he can actually administer true healing. Because if I don't allow God at these places of offense, then it really serves me nothing to go have a conversation with my brother about this all. Because I'm actually not even trusting God to 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 feed, uh, to heal this space. Mm-hmm. I'm just going in the right of my offense. Mm-hmm. But what am I expecting to happen? What am I? What do I want? What's the end result I want out of that exchange? Yeah, well, that's true, and that's something to consider. Like something you had to think about. Am I just going just to because I want to rehearse this re- or give you my two cents? Where am I going? Because I want us to re- to work through this, reconcile, mm-hmm. and both be healed. Yes. Um, forgive one another and both be healed. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this has been a good conversation. Like I said, yeah. this has been a good conversation every time it has come up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like... Um, you know, it's just obvious there are certain things that, well, I can just, I'll speak for myself. I want to say for the body at large, but I will speak for myself. A lot of things that um, God is dealing with that would hinder my ability to come close. Mm-hmm. So offenses and forgiveness and mm-hmm. just things that, where deliverance is required, again, just being willing, agreeing with God, and humbling ourselves, myself. Um, yeah, because I'm like, yo, if I want to be closer to Him, then that laying of myself, laying myself down, is definitely required. <laughs> and um, yeah, and dealing with offenses part of that yep yeah 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 well this was good thank you for joining me in this conversation (laughs) you're so welcome (laughs) thank you for joining me (laughs) thank you so much it was great really great conversation Yep. We will um, link the article that we talked about. Blessed are the undefendable. Mm-hmm. I say un- every time I say I say blessed are the undefendable. Blessed are the unoffendable. <laughs> no, it's enunciate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that article from Desiring God. And then we will also link some of the scriptures we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Some of them we, we mentioned and read. Some of them we, in, we made inference to. So we try and link all of those. Um, and any definitions we talked about as well in the description, we'll try and link all of that stuff um, for you guys. And um, yeah, again, like Taylor said at the beginning, email us, reach out to us, give us your thoughts. Um, how are you on these kind of topics, on this topic especially? Where is God? What does God have you looking at currently? Um, what does offense mean to you? What does that look like for you? And how do you navigate coming out of the space of offense with the Lord? The offense will happen. It's what we do um, with it. And uh, what, how we choose to live life. Because it's, even with this article, this discussion, it's not so much about not being, not that offense will never happen. But when we live lives that are not easily offended, we become those who are unoffendable just so quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Because we begin to take on Christ's mind on things. Mm -hmm. If anybody has the right to be offended, Mm -hmm. it is Christ Jesus. Absolutely. And that is not how he lives with us. Um, It's not. So we can definitely take a page out of his entire life. Um, which he gives us. That's so nice, right? I need to say we take a page out of his life. The totality of his his person mm-hmm. we have, we're, we're given um, daily to get to know and to come close to. And he shows us how to put these things down so that he can draw near, so that we can draw near to him and him to us. So let us know what you think. All right. Thanks for joining us, you guys. We will talk with you soon. Bye. Bye.